tells me I'm ready for another Monday, money-making conversations. I got the thumbs up for my man, Terrence. He said, you ready, Rashawn? Last week, I was hit with the phone call from my man, Dillard. My man, Dillard said, is this for real? At first, all I heard was negative spirit when he said, is this for real? I just slowed down for a minute because I thought he was going to blow me up because I don't record my phone calls. All my phone calls are live. So I paused and I asked him, what did he mean? He said, is this for real? I like this show. I just can't believe that you're doing this for us. Then he proclaimed me to be the Black Moses. Lead us with Sean McDonald. Lead us with money-making conversations. Take us to the next level of opportunity because that's what money-making conversations is all about. And what it did for me was he locked it down for me. Accept your responsibilities. That's what all he was telling me. Rashawn McDonald, accept your responsibilities because we're willing to listen. We're willing to learn. You're giving us an opportunity to do something special in life. Do it, my friend. Do it right now. And that's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do every Monday for this two-hour block that I do on Facebook. If you're watching Facebook, it's at RashawnMcDonald.com if you're not watching it. If you listen to it on the radio, please know I'm on KYND. You can go to iHeart. I'm on podcast. You can hear my shows completely on iHeart radio platform, going to business finance. You can hear me, Rashawn McDonald. I'm doing things. I'm spreading. I'm going global. You know why? Because Dillard has told me I'm the black Moses. If you're going to be the black Moses, spread the word. If you're going to be the black Moses, let everybody know what money-making conversations is all about. Let me know. Let me know. Been a lot of things going on in my life. Let me just tell you about Rashawn McDonald. I have had my name done. My man on the call? Okay, cool. I'll be back later, but I have to get to this phone call because history for me is on the call. History for me is on this phone call. My next guest is best known for his roles on the sitcom Sister, Sister and the BET romantic comedy Let's Stay Together. But now he plays a critically acclaimed role in arguably one of the strongest African-American characters on television in Star Survivor's Remorse. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Ronrico Lee. Wow. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Y'all, listen, y'all know how to make a brother feel very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure. First of all, Ronrico, I can hear the humbleness in your voice, and that's what makes you special, man. I got you for two Thank breaks because... I got a lot to talk about because it's a journey that you are dealing with in your life to be a successful entrepreneur in the career, in the field of entertainment. And in yes, the show, I'm going to just tell you something. Um, Survivor's Remorse. First of all, just tell me, what does that title mean before we get into any detail? What does that title mean, Survivor's Remorse? Well, it's funny because at the show's inception, obviously this show is, is, is ultimately the brainchild of LeBron James and Maverick <laughs> Carter. And as they've experienced success, and my goodness, they've experienced it to such a, a great degree, uh, they've often referred to this feeling of having remorse because <laughs> they've survived, survived their circumstances. Mm-hmm. And they've often felt this pull to go back and to help and feel bad when they can't do everything for everybody. So. That's where the show's title comes from. It really ultimately comes from them and a feeling that they've had over the years as they've uh, grown and expanded their territory. And so they've often felt this 
survivor's remorse. Okay, I'm going to just tell you this right now. I'm talking, I'm interviewing right now Romrico Lee, one of, the, one of the true stars of the Star series, Survivor's Remorse. Romrico, you can talk to me about this show. I know you're serious. I watch this series. So anything you want to talk about, you can bring it up to me. I know all the characters. I'm not one of those guys <laughs> just bringing you on the radio, know a little bit. I watch this series. In fact, my wife cried on the uh, on the, the the episode after if people I'm, I'm gonna do it if they, they haven't seen the series I gotta tell you this but the Mike episode after everybody was at yes. the hospital my wife cried yes. on that episode I look back at it oh, and I go man. you got to be kidding me well you know how I am <laughs> on episodes like this oh wow it, it's just wow. that so you can talk to me about this series and I want to talk to you about this series and other things that you're doing in your life but also okay. the fact that when you when you get a character like this man. And I'm gonna just tell you. I'm gonna just tell you when I watch you, man. You know, it's like you, impressive, brother. And and and, 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 and and there are layers in it. And I want you to tell me about it because some of them remind me of me when I when in my early years of managing Steve Harvey, because yeah. I was angry a lot, because I had nowhere to turn, because everybody looked at me for information, and sometimes I didn't have the information. Yeah, and and if you and you if you looking if you perceive to be the answer man, and plus you know, I, I I managed him in L.A., so I was constantly surrounded by you know that that, that gang world, you know, because everybody sure. came to us, and so I see you step in and out of that a lot, and so so the 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 drain on that character for you emotionally, tell me about it. You know, it, it's it's tough, man, and and the funny thing, and, and people may or may not know, but you know, Rashawn was. You know, you and I worked together when I first moved to L.A., and I had so much to learn. And so I look back in the late '90s to, <laughs> to taking on a role, to taking on a role like this. In all honesty, man, if uh, the way God works, if God has shown me the amount of responsibility, the, the page count, the emotional uh, depths I'd have to go to for this role, I don't know if I would have accepted it early on, just because mm-hmm. I wasn't 100 percent sure that it was in me. But mm-hmm. having said that. God never gives you anything that you can't handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has truly been uh, beyond a blessing for me to explore this character, to be given the free range to really explore it and go deep. They've challenged me on so many different levels and really, uh, you know, just taught me that there was a, an artist in me that I, I didn't even right. know was there. Right. And, um, and and that's really what this role has been, you know, the, the feedback, the, you know, the, the lack of positive african-american males on television and in mm-hmm. movies uh you know it, it, it being able to portray this character and get the type of love that i get from the community is is a reward that it, it's just i can't even begin to tell you um it, it just feels really great and um and it's just testament to you know uh enduring the the you know this this business <laughs> valley and uh you know there are far more valleys than there are peaks so when you can get to a, a role like this and, and be given the free reign to, to dig in, uh, it's right. just truly a blessing, truly an honor. Right. You know, it's, it's funny because uh, Ronrico mentioned my name early in his career. And just get, just let's go a little deeper on that one. Is that okay. uh, I was a young producer, writer on the series Sister, Sister. And yep. uh, had the opportunity to be in the casting room and cast yep. him to be one of the love interests for one of the twins. The, the character name was Tariq Scott. And... Um, and the thing about it, and we develop a relationship off camera where he would yep. talk to me and come to me. And he, and one of the things that always, always tripped me out about him was he always wanted to know what to do with his money. 
Yep. He come here. Serious story. Now he come to my townhouse. We sit down. He's Rashawn. Can I come out and talk to you? Because you know I'm making a little money. I don't want to mess it up. And you yeah. know, and young actors don't do that. Which means that he always had a plan that this was going to be his career, and he didn't want to yeah. mess it up. And he wanted to know with the money he made what to do with it. What was that yeah. whole philosophy back then? Because I love the fact that, you know, I'm now doing, and that's been my crusade now, is telling people how they invest, how to tell people to move their careers forward. And I basically was doing this as a hobby <laughs> <laughs> yeah. way back then. I wanted to say, Rico, you were my first client. <laughs> you, and you know what? I'm proud to be your first client, man. I remember that day in Park La Brea. Uh, when I met you, we went and had lunch. You took me to a uh, Harlem Bells for the first time, yep. uh, and uh, and then we went down to Santiago. You took me down to your uh, one of your tailors, yep. And uh, I mean, we but really, what I remember is sitting down in in, in your townhouse, and uh, I remember we got you got the newspaper, and we started looking at stocks. And I remember mm-hmm. at the time you were very very heavy on AOL. Mm-hmm. It always stands out. I mean, mm-hmm. you taught me how to look at those stocks, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, I, it, it was just you had. Some something uh, uh, aura about you that really drew me to you and the yes, beauty sir. of you was that you made time you mm-hmm. made time and mm-hmm. you and I, I said it in a post earlier today man sees that you so you you so seasoned me that i still to this day uh, uh reap the benefits of things that you taught me things that you just in terms of how you, i never forget you said man never give la your money i was always amazed at the fact <laughs> that you had a, a place in la but your base was still in Houston, I yes, believe. Mm-hmm. You yes, had a absolutely. whole system. Mm-hmm. You had a you had a really nice vehicle that you drove to work. You know, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. After we taped, you had a Suzuki sidekick, I believe. That's, that's you would right. drive to the airport. That's right. and, and, and I remember thinking, like, wait a minute. You mean it's possible for me to go mm-hmm. back to where I was raised yes, sir. and still be able to have a career in L.A. Mm-hmm. And my my goal from that moment on was to do whatever I had to do to make sure that when it came time to settle down, to buy a house, to get mm-hmm. married, have kids, mm-hmm. I would be able to do, you know, that in Georgia because what Houston was for you, Georgia was for me. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, man, what you, the time you took for me back then, again, man, I was early 20s. Absolutely. And we're talking, you know, two decades later, man, mm-hmm. I am still, still drawing from that information, still drawing from that knowledge, man. And I just have, and that's just, the, you know, that's just on the business side. There were things you imparted to me as an artist that mm-hmm. I still to this day, you know, I never forget, man. You probably don't remember this, but, uh-huh. you know, when I started on Sister, 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 Sister was the first four-camera show I'd ever done. Absolutely. It was really the first comedy I'd ever done. And mm-hmm. so for a lot of actors, when you when you come into that comedy world, you, you're still trying to get your feelings. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to, find your footing yes sir and i remember you guys cast Dion richmond opposite right right at the same time Dion and i got cast and Dion is bud from the cosby show yes and mm-hmm. and came up in a in a you know under the tutelage of a comedic genius with, mm-hmm. with bill cosby mm-hmm. and so i found myself and you noticed that what i started doing was kind of aligning my comedy with Dion's comedy Absolutely. i'll never forget this mm-hmm. you may or may not remember mm-hmm. we was at craft service you just came tap me on the show and said let me talk to you for a second we went and we sat down and basically what you were saying to me was, find your own voice. Yes, sir. You know, we brought Dion in to do what Dion does. We don't need you to do what Dion mm-hmm. does. We need you to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling, I'm not going to lie, I remember initially feeling hurt because as an actor, you're sensitive about your crap, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But the more I thought about it, man, it was some of the most vital information that had ever been imparted on me because what it urged me to do, what it pushed me to do, mm-hmm. was to create what was my funny, not somebody else's funny. 
And, uh, man, so I, I just want you to know that not only from a business standpoint, a financial standpoint, mm-hmm. but just from a career standpoint, man, you also imparted knowledge and sowed seeds in me that to this day I still draw upon, man. And I've never told you thank you for that, but yes. I appreciate it, man, because you could have very easily allowed me to continue down that path. Couldn't. And, you know, I never would have developed my own voice, mm-hmm. but you but you took that time out, man. And that's a, that's something God gave you, man, and it's, it's listen, if you if you've been a blessing to me, I can only imagine <laughs> the, the other people, the thousands and thousands of other people that you've been a blessing to, man. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hey, Ron Rico, I appreciate you because when I've asked you to come to the Neighborhood Awards to uplift everyday people, you've shown up, and Maybe. I know your schedule's busy. And the thing about it, man, I appreciate everything that you're saying about me. I appreciate the fact that you have become the man that I knew you could become. And when I watch when I watch the series. Survivor's Remorse. If it premieres this Sunday, August twentieth, yes. um, from M. Chuck, you know, to Cam's character, it's not about yes. them playing on the basketball court. It's their lives off the court. You That's know, right. the new character Chin, his character, and the, the diversity of the cast. Your wife Missy. You know, yes. it's really what it is. Is they're they're they're, they're from the Boston area, Dorchester, <laughs> yep. Boston area, yep. and they they move down to Atlanta, Georgia. That's the setting. And he plays for the Atlanta Hawks, okay? Uh-huh. And the owner of the team is in there live. And, in fact, uh, let, let, I wanted, I'm, just, I'm just building the picture for everybody who may have not seen sure. the show. Because sure. the one thing I like about the show, and this is, this is the thing about it, it's a great show to binge watch. It's a great show to binge watch. If you have not, it's going into season four. And the great thing about it is that this show will make you cry, and this show will make you laugh in the very next scene. It will make you angry. It will make you understand. It will make you understand relationships. It will make you understand the, 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 the lesbian gay community. It will yep. make you feel sympathy for everybody who has uh, an emotional plan in life that may not go right. Even mm-hmm. though they, even though we won't all want it to right, or go right. One of my favorite. Oh, they telling me we got to go to commercial. Okay. Uh, Rico, hold on, man, because I got, because, you know, the Jupiter character, <laughs> Deshaun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, folks, come on back. I got my man, Ronrico Lee, star of the Star Series, Survivor's Remorse. We'll be back with more money-making conversation. He just did a testimony for me in the first act, the second act. That's going to be his second break. When we come back, we're going to talk about his career, where he's going. He wants to be a director. He's the father of two sons. But more importantly, he is Ronrico Lee. <laughs> cool. Hi, I'm back. This is Sean McDonald of Money Making Conversations. I have on the phone one of the stars of Survivor's Remorse. It premieres August 20th. Guest stars this upcoming season will be my man Isaiah Washington. He will be playing Cam's father, DJ Callie, Isaiah Whitlock, Vanessa Bell Calloway. This is some of the stars that will be, you know, stepping in, playing different roles on Survivor's Remorse this season. But this, right now, I got one of the stars. An old friend, a person I'm so proud of, just because what he's doing on this on this TV screen right now is amazing. It's amazing. I'm telling you, when I've I've been I've been casting people, I've been watching people, I've been fortunate to produce hit movies, he TV, hit TV shows, and to watch a talent like Ron Rico Lee do his thing effortlessly, effortlessly, is amazing. And I'm blessed to have him on the call right now, uh, Ron Rico. You still there, my friend? Oh yes, sir. Okay, tell me about this. The, the father episode, brother. Whoa! 
<laughs> go the father episode. Come on, man. I'm gonna tell you something, man. That episode, and I'm gonna let you talk because I want you to break down the steps because that had to be one of those episodes where you had to go there emotionally, and when you wrapped up, you couldn't do too many retakes. <laughs> Because uh, yeah, <laughs> in the basement boxing, and your girl coming down the steps, and you throw out that little cute little joke going up the steps. Nice Teddy, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Tell us about uh, that episode, man. Let everybody know why they should be watching Survivor's Remorse that premieres this Sunday, August twentieth, on Stars, and that also well, stars my girl Tashina Arnold, who will be on the yeah. show later on today. Um, you know, listen. Survivor's Remorse is one of those shows that uh, it's unlike anything on television right now, in my opinion. And, um, you know, it's, uh, we've been fortunate enough to, to grow, and uh, it's kind of been a slow boil. When you look at the numbers, man, they've really, man, we've really, really, really been blessed to have mm-hmm. the numbers. Just, mm-hmm. they all, I think they, 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 they almost, you know, doubled by over 200% from, I think, second to third season. So we've yes. been continually growing. Yes. People are finding out about the show. Mm-hmm. You know, people like you, you know, talking us up, having us <laughs> on your show. It raises awareness of the show. Mm-hmm. I think the episode that you're you're speaking to was the season finale last year. And uh, in all honesty, uh, they had given me some indication uh, mm-hmm. early on of, of of that particular scene, but it, right. it was a couple years ago. And so, as an actor, you kind of you know you take it and you go, all right, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, right. So when it didn't happen, I kind of got away from it and, uh, and and never thought about it. And then two weeks before we shot, maybe a week before we were scheduled to shoot, mm-hmm. uh, the executive producer pulled me aside and said, hey, man, we're, we're, we're putting this scene back in. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. So, uh, you know, as a, a lot of people don't know, when you get into the the, the the weekly grind of making a television show, you know, it's every week it's a new episode. And so it becomes difficult to prepare because you're, you know, you you're shooting one episode, right. you've got to be thinking about the next episode, but you can't afford to not think about the current episode. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. It was, it was quite the challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, the one thing I did do was I was very much right. uh, in the uh, know as to how they wanted to shoot it. And so there were a couple things that I just asked for that I felt would help me and uh, just kind of in, in, in shooting it. And uh, we, didn't, we didn't do a whole lot of coverage. Uh, we just simply kind of, we got in there and um, we kind of broke it down. I right. think I did it one time all the way through and then mm-hmm. we went back and we kind of broke it down. Mm-hmm. They gave me a couple points. And I told them, I said, look, if for some reason it's not feeling cohesive to break it down, we'll just go straight through it. Right. But, you know, it, it worked out that way. Um, I think to go there, people always ask me, I mean, listen, when that episode aired, my DMs, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, were just littered with people that had similar uh, experiences. You know, s- similar experience, and I was really surprised by the women that were raising children mm-hmm. that that were having similar experiences. So I was getting it not only from young men, older men that can mm-hmm. relate to it. I was also getting it from women that were ultimately affected by the absence of fathers in their in their sons' lives. And so for me, growing up in a two-parent household with a father that I absolutely adore, mm-hmm. uh, it was very, very difficult. And so right. uh, for the first time, I think, 
Uh, I actually work with a uh, work with an acting coach, mm-hmm. and uh, and we broke it down over the course of maybe what the two scene or three was. sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what it was, and more importantly, how I could get there and stay there, and um, and 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 be present throughout that. Because again, people see what ultimately equates to eight, nine, maybe ten minutes of on screen, but it probably boils down to about four and a half hours of actually filming. That's a long time, you know, to to have to sustain. Uh, and so you have to be aware of it. So that day, uh, you know, I just really tried to stay to myself, um, but not too much. You know, right, I, I didn't right. want to just be isolated. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, a lot of prayer, uh, a lot of just kind of letting go and just kind of yielding to what this experience was. You know, now I am a father. And a lot of what I was able <laughs> to draw upon is I'm a father. I got two boys. Right. And so what I was able to really do is kind of substitute, you know, uh, what if I wasn't my boy's father? What right. if my what, what if my children's father mm-hmm. uh, was like the guy that I'm sitting across this table looking from and and and, and you know digging into? Mm-hmm. And so once we you know we had to go through a couple of things to figure out what would kind of ignite that thing in me, and it, and we found out it would be trying to imagine my children being raised by an abusive father uh, and and not being there, not being present. And uh, and as soon as we kind of hit that. Uh, you know, a lot of times I think uh, when it comes down to kids, you know, we always think of women being, you know, the mothers being very uh, protective emotionally mm-hmm. and physically of their child. But actually, fathers carry that same trait, and we, we you know, we want to protect our children. We want right. to, you know, love our children. And so in the absence of being able to do that or imagining my kid's life, you know, without that type of protection and then you add on abuse and you add on all the other things that Reggie talked about in that scene, it became very easy to go there. Yeah, it was two things that really stood out for me in the scene. We're talking about a scene in the series Survivor's Remorse where Reggie uh, meets his father. uh, Yeah. And his father, and it's not a very uh, happy meeting because his father's (laughs) trying to to get back in good graces without, hey, hey, I'll recover. I'm not trying to reveal any of this scene to anybody. But just give you the nuances of what this scene is all about. But there were two things in this scene, in this scene that made it a brilliant scene to me. One was when the waitress kept coming into the scene and you said, not right now. Which is a classic scene that I've had when I'm doing business in the restaurant. And I yeah. went, wow, man, that was brilliant to have this waitress come in here. And you didn't break stride. And went, not right now. Be with you in a minute. Not right now. Be with yeah. you in a minute. Twice she came yeah. in. And the other great moment in that scene was when you was patting your dad on his back. Dude, dude, because the pats, they kind of got a little heavy, and then you pulled (laughs) up. So so I I like to know, when that scene ended, what did he say about those pats on his back? Uh, you know, Marlon Young is a great actor. I've been a fan of his work for years, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's very much one of those actors. He didn't want me to to pull pull. Pull back, man. Right. He needed to feel it. You know, right. he's one of those actors, and he was certainly there for me emotionally, made himself available. But um, no, you know, it was it was weird even riding to the set. You know, right. he and I had very little interaction. Right. Uh, you know, we kind of wanted this thing to feel like a father and son that hadn't seen each other in you know twenty twenty thirty you know twenty however many years eighteen twenty years. Uh, but you know, afterwards, it was just um, you know it, it was. It, it was just one of those things, man, where two performers get together right. and they connect, mm-hmm. and uh, it just becomes about the material. But yeah, no, the pat he wanted him as hard, you know, he, as hard <laughs> as I could pat him. That's what he wanted, and that's what I gave him. Hey, brother, that scene was phenomenal. But I'm just gonna tell you, man, 
the, the, the characters that they develop on this show, the Jupiter character, who's the football yeah. player, the Deshaun yeah. character, who was his manager slash pimp slash I don't know yeah. what it was. Uh, <laughs> tell us about the upcoming season, man, because I'm seeing the promos and you're getting in a fight here. It looks like you're going yeah. back into the streets a little bit. Tell us about the upcoming <laughs> season here, Rodrigo. Uh, well, you know, listen, we got uh, we got ten episodes to cover a lot, a lot of a lot of territory. Right. So I think we do just that. The show, if you look back on the first season, the show has continued to evolve. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, our audience has continued to embrace us. Hopefully, that will continue because that's the best way to ensure we get subsequent seasons five, six, hey, who knows, seven and eight. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think this season will continue. You'll continue to see uh, you, you see less of the family dynamic, and I just say that. Uh, when I say that, I mean you don't see as much of the family together. As right. You see everybody kind of in their own worlds, dealing with their own issues, mm-hmm. and just trying to kind of find know, themselves. Uh, heal. Find exactly perfect, perfect. Find themselves. You know, for Reggie, uh, you know, the situation with his father is something that we don't dwell on that much this right. season. But what we really see with him is he's trying to continue to grow that legacy, and and, and so not actually what he's really trying to do this year mm-hmm. is focus more so on the Vaughns, he and Missy's legacy, mm-hmm. uh, and and the and the the thing that happens this season is you know what he kind of envisions uh, for his future kind of bump heads with what. Uh, Cam sees, and so right. it's a very interesting dynamic mm-hmm. uh, between the two of them. Uh, Tashina Arnold's character, uh, uh, Cassie, goes on a spiritual journey. <laughs> uh, you know, Cam continues his film, uh, you know, c- continues his work through his foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still growing, and, and we watch him actually take a very uh, prominent role, uh, kind of in, in what serves as our players' union on the show. Um, M. Chuck continues to dig deep into her past and mm-hmm. heal. Uh, and Missy does the uh, Missy's still on that same trajectory of really trying to make sure that when Cam's career ends, uh, you have a career. Reggie's career doesn't end. And so, uh, you know, collectively, everybody's just kind of on their own separate journey. Um, and it's uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a testament to the writers to kind of take a show right. and kind of deviate from its initial inception. I think when it was first sold, it was sold as a thirty-minute sitcom, right. and it's become a, it's become much more. Than that, and uh, you it's, know, a we it's a drama. It's a drama. It really is. It really is. And sadly, you know, there are so few of those that there mm-hmm. aren't any categories for dramedies. Mm-hmm. I think if there were, you know, Survivor's Remorse would would get even more critical acclaim than what it currently does. But right right now, we're a show that I think uh, will spawn other shows in right. the future. Uh, uh, to say that just because you're a thirty minute comedy doesn't mean you can't really delve deep into you know some real emotional storylines that uh, that will make people cry but then on like you said a scene later will have you cracking up laughing <laughs> like my wife crying you know <laughs> but just crying for a good reason because we the characters yeah. are relatable uh Rico, yeah. man i um thank you for calling in on my show and oh, it's brother. about it's about careers man it's about the journey and i i yes, try to sir. slow it down for individuals like you so we can hear your story and we can hear the the, you know the the, the journey, and uh, man, Thanks. you're on a great ride right now, Ron Rico. Uh, I'm a I'm a post on Sunday, uh, a, 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 a banner telling okay. everybody to watch the show August 20th. Please. That's a very Thanks. competitive Sunday, we all know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but man, carve out some time, y'all. DVR it. You know. Yeah. If you have not seen the show, go to on demand, binge watch. This is one of the great great shows. And I'm gonna tell you something. When you start ranking, you know, black shows. African-American shows in history, this is a top 10 show. Oh, brother. From you, that is a tremendous compliment. <laughs> Thank you, Rashad. Rodrigo Lee, I got the Sheena Arnold coming up later. 
My whole show is about survivor's remorse, baby. If they don't know it, they're going to know about it in Rashawn McDonald's world. Thank you for calling, man. Money <laughs> making conversation. He's the proud father of two, from Rico Lee. Come on now. It's time to be hungry if this is the segment you want to listen to. I'm calling all cooks and bakers who want to be on TV and sell your product. My next guest has been called the Young Barry White of Food, a two-time Food Network Cutthroat Kitchen winner and semifinalist in the World Food Championship. He specializes in French and Asian cuisine with a Cajun flair. Please welcome the money-making conversation, Chef Jannard Wells. Come on, Chef. Talk to me now. We got you on Skype. Can't hear him, huh? Can't hear him. Come on now. I cannot hear a word. Cannot hear a word he's saying. You got your phone on mute, man? Got your phone on mute? Somebody running in behind him going, Hey, man, you got your phone on mute, dude. What the heck going on here, brother? Can you hear, man? Can you talk now? Can you talk now? Can you hear me? I can Absolutely. hear you now, man. I've been seeing you by 45 seconds. The bear white of food. Janard Wells, chef. How you doing, my brother? Man, I I am doing good. Uh, first of all, first good. of all. Off to a great start on Monday. No, no, don't worry about it. Because guess what? you on my show, Money Making Conversation. And this not, will not be the last time you'll be on my show. It's about a relationship. And you got good people uh-huh. around you that make sure you got in front of me i always tell people the key to success is to get in front of people who you want to be seen by so people felt That's that true. i needed to have your brand in front of me and they and they would they were weaving like a car you know you change lane they would change lane <laughs> right in front of me finally i realized i took down that license plate which was their phone number and i contacted them <laughs> now you on my show chef Denard hey, it, man, it, it happens that fast and, and i've been seeing you hey You've been making a lot of moves, man, for a lot of years, and just seeing what you're doing in the food industry on that bacon, it's on a it's on a whole new level, man. And <laughs> hey, as a chef, I, I got to, I got to tip my hat off to you because you're doing what you need to do to make me hungry. There you go. And the, the, the key is, chef, is this, and I'm calling you chef, chef Wells, chef J Dub. The thing yeah. is, is that you are a brand, and I try to bring people on the show because people want to know how to get products on the shelf. People want to know how to get on TV. And one of the things that you show right away, personality. Just because you mm-hmm. can cook or bake, people still want to have a personality. You, you got to have a balance of all of it. You, you do. And, and that's what a lot of people don't realize, even when it comes to, to, to restaurants and everything. Is you can get in the kitchen and you can burn all day, but if you're trying to transition into something else, you have to be able to take your personality to that level. Just because I give you a great meal doesn't mean that my my appearance, what I say, what I'm doing can transcend over into your home. Right. And that's what I wanted to, to start doing years ago was from owning restaurants, I saw the bigger picture as far as I didn't want to just wait for consumers to come to my restaurant and eat. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in their kitchen cabinets when they open their doors. I wanted to be on their bookshelves, mm-hmm. on their coffee, on their coffee tables. So what I did was, I worked on building up what I would call my culinary point right, of view. Right. 
Right. And, my, and my color point of view, really, at the end of the day, is the sport is fake family, food, and fun. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I transcend and I make it relatable to everybody. Where everybody in someone's household, regardless of who you are, you got a Chef Gennard in your home. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I say you got a Chef that makes me more relatable and makes makes you more open to bringing me into your home. And so what I did was the first thing I did many years ago was uh, started writing my first cookbook. And right. those originally got me in the doors, and then from there, it would led on into me creating my manufacturing company. Right. Because when I said that I wanted to be on, I wanted when somebody opened their cabinet door, the first thing they saw was one of my products of right. their refrigerator. And guess what? I stay on their mind then. Right. And so, tell us about your products. Okay. Um, I have. I have. Man, I have so many lines of different products. Uh, but but it's been a long journey. My first one is Le Chef Amour's Whole Cuisine. Okay. Currently, our products are in six, over 600 stores across the United States. Okay. Uh, we specialize in making gourmet hot sauces, barbecue sauces, hot sauces, all natural spices and seasonings. Mm-hmm. But what I did was when I created those, I wanted to create a line where you could take my product straight from the bottle and pour it on anything or marinate it anything. And you didn't have to do anything else. And everyone wants to wants the quick fix as mm-hmm. we as we're operating now in the millennial world, and that's how I custom built the line. Right. And I started to I started it over nine years ago. Right. And people wonder how I got in stores and how I got in that many stores, and it wasn't an easy task, but it was uh, a Chef, task Jeff, well. Earned. When did you start? You said nine. I, I, yeah, I launched I launched the manufacturing company nine years. Okay, so say, guess say, a, see, see, right there. Uh, see, don't 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 run past that nine years because people want it to happen instantly. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. built your brand to be at this number of stores to be able to make an appearance at Williams Sonoma. Okay, you know these are these yeah. are top store lines, and so I because you said nine years and you blew it off because you've said it so much. It's part of your conversation, but people yeah. need to understand that a journey. To success is never overnight. That's the lotto, okay? And the lotto yeah. is no guarantee there. You're trying to build and a it career. Comes fast and go fast. Absolutely. And so tell us about your career that nine years, man, because there was a lot of doubts in there. There's a lot of people said, hey, oh, man, yeah. chef of love. What that mean? <laughs> who going who gonna to believe that? <laughs> the chef of love. Oh, oh man. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. I had so many people that tell me that I needed to get rid of that. Because I coined the name The Chef of Love over 18 years ago. Right. I wrote my, and then later on, 10 years later, after that, mm-hmm. I wrote my first cookbook. But see, I started out cooking at the age of 16. As, as a matter of fact, that's when I opened my first restaurant up. Right. Mm-hmm. I opened my first restaurant up at 16, which later led on to having nine restaurants over my my career span as right. of right now. Mm-hmm. But from there, what I did was, I stood on what I believed, and there were several core values, as I said, my four L's, and I never changed it. And the saying is still true, and a lot of people say it's a, tr- a street saying, but the saying is, get one hustle and stick to it, and it'll pay off. Chef, <laughs> <laughs> I see why you've been on TV. I see why you've won, because guess what? You have a conversation, a match your personality, plus you have a matching drive, and you have a plan to win. And then when people question you, you look past them. And that's, you know, people use the terminology haters. I, I, yeah, exactly. 
And then you look you look beyond the haters. And I no because all my life, you know, you go when you when you live the life of me, you know, there are terminologies like that that, that come and go. But in the end, oh yeah. I feel fortunate to have you on the show because I get back and let you do what I want people to hear. Motivate people, tell people they can win and let people know that if anybody tells you you cannot be successful, walk away. Walk away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you should never let people put you in a box. And when I always tell people, when they're using the terminology, think outside the box, I say, forget thinking outside the box. Just get out the box. Because the thing is, as long as you're thinking outside the box, guess what? You're still on the inside of the box, just thinking outward. So the key is, is, is eliminate the barrier. Step outside of the box. Do something beyond your comfort zone. Because what I learned over this journey is people tend to want to box you in on what their fears are. If they haven't achieved it or can't do it, they want to instantly tell you that you can't do it because they're only rating you against what their success is. And I learned that when when I started out, when I launched my manufacturing company up, you know what I did? I went from store to store personally doing my own pitches to get it in there. And and, 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 and to, to be honest, I came up with a creative idea. Right. I learned back then that if you were going to a store and you asked for a product, it was that store's fiduciary interest to bring that product in there. So guess what I did? I took off the hat at Chef Gennard and became the businessman. So I would walk into a store with one of my bottles of sauce right here. <laughs> you, know what I would, you know what I would tell them? Uh-huh. I would say, hey, uh, this is a real good sauce. And I get it down the street at the local farmer's market, but I only go there on Sunday. I shop at your store almost every other day. Would you be interested in carrying this sauce so that I can buy it from you? I never told them that I was the one who owned it, mm-hmm. you know. And they said, "Okay, give me the give me the UPC code and the company name." I give them the UPC code and the company name, and guess what? They call in the place that order. You know what I would do after they call me and say, "Hey, uh, we got the order in that you wanted." I would go in the store and I would buy five bottles of it because after I've had an order case, and then I would send other people and go in and purchase these you bottles go. off the shelf. There you go. Once they buy them up, guess what I do? I go back and say, hey, I'm looking for it again. It's all out. <laughs> so now I got them ordered in. <laughs> but hey, I was just, Which is how you have to do it. But people, understand, he has a, he has a, a, a code. He's not calling Pookie House and then your mama driving up there with a box. Now, this is a professional level. So you have to have things in place in order to make that particular call that he made. In other words, he planned for success, and then he figured out a way to be able to take advantage of the options that were available to him. And that's really what this is all about. This is all about, Chef. You know, the things about it is that your success, and they telling me I'm running out of time, which is crazy because this interview feels like it's five minutes. But that means I, I got right. to bring you back next month. Because when I bring you back next month, next month, it's all about the success plan. First of all, man, you are a two-break guest. You are not a one-break guest. I see that now. (laughs) Secondly, (laughs) man, you have a story to be told. I'm working on some projects in the future. Hopefully, I can bring you in. I got some people who are actually watching this stream right now because I told them I had Chef Jannard Wells on here. And I think he's one that you should include (laughs) in your project in Atlanta, Georgia. And so you'll be hey. getting an email from somebody. You go, Rashawn McDonald did not lie. 
Boy, this boy exactly. Hey, hey I, I already know it, man. And the thing is, you know, people, I just want everybody to know this has been a journey and it's still a journey. So they know they can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, the whole nine at Chef Gennard or my website, ChefGennard.com. And Rashawn, it has truly been an honor just to spend these moments with you. <laughs> and you allow your guest ears over to me to share what I've had. And we hadn't even the surface no, we have not. of where the chef of love is going. If, 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 right. We didn't even talk about the bare white part. We didn't talk about the bare white part. <laughs> so next month, I'm going to tell my booker, Samantha Taylor, she's going to contact your people, and we're okay. going to bring you back next month. Okay? Sounds good. I appreciate you, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you. he's been on my show for the very first time. he got to come back because he got a lot to say. Chef Jannard Wells. <laughs> the bare white of love. The bare white of cooking. Coming up next, if you have a if you want to know about LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the new business communicator. I have a LinkedIn expert. Don't you go nowhere. This is money-making conversation. I'm tra- telling you how to connect your dollars and brand you to the next level of success. A LinkedIn expert is coming on the show. Robert Y.B. Youngblood. Money-making conversation. I use LinkedIn. I use Facebook. I used Instagram. I used Twitter. But for my business and my branding in particular, I use LinkedIn. My next guest over the years has trained numerous individuals to improve their communication, leadership, and networking skills by teaching professionals how to leverage LinkedIn to promote their personal brand and attract new clients. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Robert Youngblood. Uh, How you doing there, Robert? Can you speak up a little bit? Yes, sir. Peace and blessings. Rashawn, can you hear me? I can hear you very clear now. Hey, Robert. Excellent. I'm going to tell you something. I am a fan of LinkedIn. Now. Yes, sir. You. I brought you on the show because, again, you know, you, you know, you're on the outside and you just, you, you know, you're trying to figure it out. What are the advantages of LinkedIn? First of all, let me stop right there. Tell me about your company. Then we're going to talk about LinkedIn. Tell me about your company. Absolutely. First and foremost, Rashawn, I want to say thank you for allowing me to be on your show. I'm calling in from Richmond, Virginia, or as my mentor says, Rich Man, Virginia. <laughs> uh, I am a native of Bronx, New York. I serve as the chief connecting officer of YB Connects, uh, which focuses on teaching individuals how to establish a solid network through effective communication, leadership, and networking skills. Mm-hmm. And we focus on helping our clients to attract their ideal client or employment situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's funny, Rashawn, five years ago tomorrow uh, was the catalyst for me launching YB Connect. I was actually laid off from a nonprofit position. Mm-hmm. And as I was leaving that office, I prayed to God that he would deposit within me something that would allow me to live for him while using the, the skills and talents that he's right. given me to impact people. Yes, and sir. that's how YB Connect got started. Awesome. That's how that started. Awesome. So how did you get engaged with LinkedIn? So I started using LinkedIn in the in 2005. I was working with a nonprofit organization, and I was responsible for fundraising and friend raising. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was looking for volunteers to help us go into schools and serve as a speaker for our speakers bureau. And so I used LinkedIn as a way of keeping in contact with those that I met at various networking events. Right. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've been able to build these relationships over the years to not only help me in my business, but to help others in their business. What are the advantages? Because I'm going to just ask you straight questions. 
you know, yes, and act like I don't even know the platform. Then I'm going to jump in and act like I do know. Yes, the, the, the thing I like about is it important when you post on LinkedIn, like you get likes, you get comments, and I also get views, you know, because are the views important? The views are very important, especially if you're a small business owner. You want to know who is uh, being attracted to your post or to your to your pro, uh, your, 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 pro, your process mm-hmm. as people are looking for you when they come to your page. Because from there, you can establish relationships mm-hmm. with constituents that will allow you to do more business. Right. Uh, I love looking at the views because for me, it lets me know who is interested in what I'm posting. And I, I continue to post those things so I can, can attract the people that I'm looking to work with. Yeah, because I'm just let everybody know exactly what I'm talking about. And on LinkedIn, you know, it gives you the ability. When I, when I, here's the deal. I, I, like I, I got to say, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I really don't know who I'm talking to on there. That's that's the basic feeling there because it could be my grandmother, it could be my, my 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 sister, it could be my nephew, it could be just nobody I don't know. But on LinkedIn, I get a sense that I'm talking to like-minded individuals who are trying to achieve a professional or business career opportunity. Am I wrong that's in saying that? That's correct. No, that's absolutely correct. You know, most people are using LinkedIn to enhance their professional. A brand, uh, so that they can not only attract an, an employment opportunity, but they can attract their next client. And so they uh, put their best foot forward when producing their profile, uh, which is important because you know if you don't have credibility, people won't do business with you. So most people will put their true self on LinkedIn because their goal is to attract their next opportunity. Yeah, and this is what excites me about LinkedIn, everybody. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, please start one today. I, I get no money for saying that. I'm just telling you the advantages. And the comfort zone that LinkedIn has given me. When I post a LinkedIn picture or banner, I immediately get these out of it. It tells me who's watching it. It tells me what companies that are watching it. It tells me uh, the type of people, whether they salespeople, CEOs, executives that are viewing it. It also will tell me what cities that I'm viewed the most popular in, like New York. And like my strongest cities are Atlanta, Houston. New York and Los Angeles. Those are my four strongest cities. I always get high view ratio, and I think it's tied to me being in entertainment. Also, because that's that's where my strong base is in New York, L.A. Houston is where I broadcast the show. I'm from Houston, and I also live in Atlanta, where the headquarters of the Steve Harvey Radio Network was based in Atlanta. So I understand that. So when you're trying to monetize this, how do you? How can one monetize? opportunities on this particular network so so money money is created when you connect the consumer to a particular product or service mm-hmm. and so the key is not the product or service it's the relationship with the consumer right once you've identified who your target market is who your target audience is mm-hmm. then the next step is to build the type of relationships that allow you to have no like and trust once you get past the no like and trust you have rapport you can find out what the needs and wants of those individuals are, and then you can proceed to connect them to your product or service, thus monetizing your LinkedIn profile. Now, should you be selective on who you allow into your network or just build numbers? That's a great question, Sean. When I first got started, I was building numbers because I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But now what I teach my clients is you want to vet everyone who invites you into their network, or into your network, mm-hmm. right? So if you uh, send a, a, a request, it is important that you attach a personalized message with your request so that the recipient knows 
why you want to connect. And on the opposite side, it's important to vet each individual who invites you into your network so that you can at least know who they are and why they want to connect. This is critical because the start of a relationship is the most important part of the relationship, especially when you're dealing with people you don't know. Awesome. Uh, can you be a regular? <laughs> oh, no question. Come on, no question. YB, YB, look at here, man. I'm out of time. But guess what? I got 5,000 more questions for you. Oh, listen, it's, I, it's, I definitely, I definitely welcome the opportunity to come back. And, and, and you know, your, your followers can follow me all on social media. Uh, YB Connects is my my uh, my website, YBConnects.com, and they can find me from there on all the other, other social media platforms. But definitely via LinkedIn and just make sure that they uh, say that they heard me here so I can connect with them from there. My man, thank you. Our LinkedIn expert, he's the LinkedIn expert for money-making conversations. You can follow him on YBConnect.com. Y, that's young, B as in boy, connect.com. Thank you for calling on my show. We'll have you back next month. And, man, my whole mission is to build your brand to the next level of opportunity. You tell me, Rashawn, stop. I'm too big. I'm too big. That's all I want to do for you, Robert. YB. A YB Connect. Coming up next, one of the stars of Survivor's Remorse, Tashina Arnold. You heard Ronrico Lee earlier. You got to hang around and hear. Load up on that. At Rashawn McDonald on my Facebook page. At Rashawn McDonald on my Facebook page. KYND app. iHeart Radio Podcast. Look under business finance. Money making conversations. I'm back. Rashawn McDonald. I'm back because I got to introduce a superstar on my show. My, my, my. We talked early with my man Ronrico Lee about the start of the fourth season. It premieres August 20th on Stars That Survivor's Remorse. The next guest is a singer, actress, comedian, and mother. Her stepping stone to fame was the TV show Martin. But you can catch her tonight on VH1's Daytime Divas and on Sunday, Stars Survivor's Remorse. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Tashina Arnold. Hello, hello. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with money-making conversations at all. Thank you. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you, first of all, I'm going to tell you something right now, Tashina. I watch your show, so we can talk about anything about these shows. You, you can talk about the characters. So I'm not one of these really? guys that you called in, and I kind of know, oh, yeah, that show really good. I, y'all go watch it. I know about Cassie and Chin. You understand? Oh, wow. You know, oh, wow. I know the Ark is dead. I know about that. You know what I'm saying? I know Ron Rico, what he did with his daddy in the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I know y'all from Dorchester, you know, <laughs> right outside of Boston. I you, know, I know about all this. You would win a quiz on the show. If we had to do a quiz, you would win. You probably know more than I do. Uh, but, <laughs> look, look here. It ain't a bad thing because that's what fans are supposed to do. And I'm a fan of your work. Thank I'm a fan of your work, and before, and I'm not going to leave this out because I asked, I asked them for two breaks because it's a couple of things I want to talk about. First, I want to talk about the Lupus Foundation. We're going to talk about that later because that's important okay. to me. And know you have a fan. If you ever doing a gala, doing a walk, contact Rashawn McDonald, or you contact Rashawn McDonald, and I will put it on my social media because that's an oh, important. Thank you. Because my thank creative you. producer Tracy Logan has the same illness. 
Oh, wow. Yes, so, I'm pushing that as well. Well, that's good. We appreciate it because uh, like, we're trying to get the word out. There's so many people suffering from lupus. So absolutely. We appreciate absolutely. that. And know that, way we can get know that that's important to me. And I wanted to get that out. And we'll talk about it later on when we close out the show because I, that's important. And I'm always there for her, not only as a you know an employer, but a friend and understand the things that she goes through to you know live a quality life every day. And uh, yeah, it's right. important. But uh, let's go back to the star power of you, young lady. You got two TV shows. Two TV shows. <laughs> well, God has blessed me to keep working. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. And you do keep working. Now, I like work. <laughs> people, are, if they are not watching Daytime Divas, which is uh, it's from, the, it's from Star Jones, who used to be from The View, and uh, she wrote a book called Satan's Sisters. Yeah. And I know Star Jones because Star Jones went to college with me at the University of Houston. Oh and, really? Okay. And, I, and then and then is executive to produced by Suzanne DePass, who yes. gave me one of my first writing jobs on Sister Sister sitcom. Oh wow! Okay. okay. So 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 no, Tashina, <laughs> we all in this thing now. Now your right, character right. is a comedian, and basically I'm just letting everybody know if you've seen the talk, if you've seen the view, it's, it's that's that setup, but the story is off stage. That's right. the story. Exactly. It's what happens in the women's lives outside of the talk show. But, you know, the one thing about those group of women is that they all will have each other's backs. Right. So, so they, they mess with each other. Right. They don't want anybody else messing with you. So, you know, they take care of each other. But, yeah, you know, it's it's, um, it's definitely based off of um, Star well, Jones' uh, book, Satan's Sisters. Now, the, the cool thing about it is that your character went on a little journey because your character, and if I'm saying anything wrong, you can correct me, your character was, was all about you in the beginning, okay? Mm-hmm. It was all yeah. about you. <laughs> you know, it was all about you, you know, trying to get that, that left chair, you know, that left chair, and all about <laughs> what it's going to be See, about you. You got the lingo down, too. I, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I watch the show, and I'm a fan because of the fact that it's, it's a well-written show, and I love the fact that anytime I see a show with strong African-American characters, and that show has it. And also, I like Sean's character. He was the executive yeah. producer on the show. That's a strong, diverse character emotionally for me. Yes, yes. And then Vanessa yeah, Williams. Sweet Come on now. Yep, me- you got Vanessa Williams. I mean, it's a great cast of people. And we really enjoy um, doing, you know, uh, playing those roles, you know, because this is a brand new show. Um, and it was Star's vision, and I'm happy to, you know, that she her, her vision is literally playing out. <laughs> right, you know, and the, and the cool thing about the show is that they have celebrities on the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, it's like, you so know, like when you ran that. into uh, t- uh, 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 Tamara Maori. At the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the clothing store. Y'all was yeah. fighting over that shirt. <laughs> yep. We are, too. <laughs> and, and, so, and so she told you, you ain't got no job on the real. You ain't got no job on the real now. You know, you better get your butt back on that show. And so exactly. my whole thing is that when you get these roles, you know, because you're, you're a talented singer, you know, and then, and then you're, you're funny, you're attractive, and then, you, and then, you, then you're dramatic and all these things. And so, so if you watch the series... You know, you, you start out and guess what? And you're a woman's woman. You know, you you know, you 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 let everybody know you still got it going on. You still fine. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's I important. I little bit I got left. Yeah, man. That's guess what? I and do. I think that's important because sexy don't die. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say sexy. I you know I always chose comedy. Comedy came natural to me, and mm-hmm. I really love doing drama. But 
you know, you got to get ugly for comedy. Right, That's what right. I love about it. You mm-hmm. know, there ain't no time to be playing no cute game. Right, right. <laughs> Right, and that and that's what happens in this series, and so and so in the last series, the last episode I just saw was the episode where this is what I was talking about the journey of your character, and I'm and I'm talking about the show because I'm not trying to reveal you know key plot points in the show because I right. feel everybody should watch watch started tonight. If you have not seen the series from the beginning, you can binge watch it. Just go on demand and binge watch the show. It's well worth it. You will laugh. You will, you will, you, the characters are very relatable. Vanessa Williams' diva role is fantastic. It has we salacious. Love, we love her. I love Vanessa Williams. She's just an awesome person. I love the word well. salacious plot lines. I'm talking about <laughs> these characters, they go beyond just normal behavior. But I love the <laughs> fact that in the end, when you came back and defended Kibby character, you know, yeah. you saved her character. And that's what I was saying is that your character uh, is, is more than, in, in, in the beginning, you know, you was about you. And if Vanessa Weaver stopped you in the hallway, she said, really? You you yeah. about somebody well, other than you? Tell me about that journey and when you take these roles. Are you looking to develop your characters or just yeah. be funny and do what they tell you? No, no, no. Never just be funny and do what they tell you. That is never the key to success, nor being happy at what you do. Um, I have to, like I was asked to do this, to, to this role you know, and play the part of Mo, which is always a pleasure because when you're asked to do something, that means they trust your opinion on right. how you, what choices you will make. And um, right. with Mo, I just, it just the character screamed out at me. I just laughed and laughed, and I saw that she had a lot of heart. Right. But I kind of loved the fact that I was, you know, that I I would be hated a little bit by a lot of people, <laughs> which was cool too. But it's somewhere there's a reason for it. You know, there's always um, a deeper there's a, a deeper uh, layer to right. uh, every character, and the layers that uh, that that Mo has really uh, in, in, intrigued me, which was one of the reasons why I really really wanted to play the role. Right. Um, and that's what I'd like. I mean, everything is in the writing, you know. And black women, we need to be, we, we're so many things, so we should be represented correctly. Right. And uh, that's always a fight, you know. It's always, you know, you got to keep that integrity. But that's me as a mom, me as, a, as an actress, me as a survivor right. of being in show business so long. You know, people call me a legend, but, I, you know, I'm a survivor. I've right. been able to be in the industry over 36 years. I've seen a lot of people come and go, but mm-hmm. I wake up every day loving what I do. God's blessed me to, to do what I love doing, and I respect it. So I put it in high regard, so I'm going to treat it that way. Well, uh, that's the show we're talking about right now, because we're going to talk about other shows, Survivor's Remorse, which premieres this Sunday, August 20th on Stars. We're talking about here currently is her other show that's on VH1. You can watch it tonight. It's called Daytime Divas. And one of the things that I like about the characters, they are strong female characters. They are diverse. But one of the things that you said something in your speech is the fact that you are a mother. You're a single mother. You know, and that, that so what you do on screen plays an important role to what your daughter sees. Is that correct? Most definitely. I had a, you know, when my daughter was younger, I had a, a rule, you know, if she can't watch it, I don't take the role. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, now she's older, you know, she can stomach Mo a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Mo got a couple of moments in that truck. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know what? Even if she was younger, I still would have taken the role of Mo because um, it's just the way they are, they're developing the character. But right. I always said, you know, I, I, I have to take full responsibility 
for my position in life, and that is I am a mother first. So right. I have to represent myself correctly as best as I can. Now, you know, I also have a lot of young people out there that look up to me and that are, are looking up to me, like my fellow, you know, actors that look to me, you know, hey, you survived as long. Well. How can you help us? Or how can... So I, the best way I can help anybody else is helping myself, and that's making the right choice. Try to make the right choice. And you make the right choice over and over again. I and try. I try. I try so hard. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to tell you something. You know, when I've asked you to come to the Neighborhood Awards or the Hoodie Awards, you've come there. You know, oh, yeah. and that's, that's giving your time because you knew that made people or your fans feel good that you care about them. Of that you have course. time for them. Where and, would we be without the fans? They, as long as they enjoy it, they keep us working. So... Why would we not? Now, you know, I, I was reading something about this. You have something that you do with your daughter on Instagram. It's called Morning School Playlist. Yeah, School Morning Playlist. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started that because my daughter, she is just so talented. She really is. She has a lot of gifts. God gave her the gift of, of dancing. <laughs> he gave her the gift of song. Uh-huh. And now she wants to do some more acting. So I said, okay. But... I, I was a single mother, so starting out, it was just like, oh, my God, we're fighting in the mornings, trying to get dressed, rushing right. to school. Right. And I said, somebody has got to feel my pain right now. Uh-huh. So I said, how do I turn this around? How do I make this a pleasant experience for both she and I? Uh-huh. And I said, you know what, baby, let's turn on some music. And I started turning on music, and she just learned all these songs. And, <laughs> and she listens to music all the time. So I said, you know what, let me start recording it and mm-hmm. sharing it with people. Mm-hmm. And it does. It, I mean, I, it just got such a great response from people. People like, oh, can you please put some more videos up? You know, we love watching your daughter and you in the morning. So I don't mind when people, I don't mind sharing our faults or our, or mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. Uh, personal lives. If it's going to help somebody else. And I saw that me and Elijah, what we were going through in the morning time, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. helping other mothers get their kids ready. And then just even if you know that somebody else is going through it and you're not the <laughs> only one, it, <laughs> it helps. So um, it just kind of developed from there. And Elijah enjoyed doing it. It's amazing. I'm laughing because I get this, I'm watching the video because it plays back on my Facebook stream. And I'm getting to see you guys act silly in the car. She's dancing in the back seat and you in the front oh, seat dancing God. and things like that. So this is on your Instagram, at Tashina Arnold, morning school playlist, correct? Yeah, school morning playlist. School morning playlist. You, well, I'm just, yeah, I keep saying it wrong well. because they put it wrong on this piece of paper. It's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. Okay. You, listen, you're, you got good memory because you remembered a lot of stuff about both my well, shows. Well, I'm going to tell you I this. Remember. We got some more to talk about, uh, which is in particular, you know, Survivor's remorse. I, I I love that whole first section about daytime vivas because when you're a star, you don't just cram everything into one break. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the dramatic end to the third season. We're going to talk about that car crash when oh. Unc died, your yeah. brother. We're going to get emotional. We're going to laugh. Stay tuned. Y'all hang in there. I got the great, legendary, funny singer, single mom, Tashina Arnold on the call. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation. I'm back. I got to bring her back up real quick. She's on hold. She hung in with me for one break. Now we're going to wrap up this next break because premiering this Sunday, August 20th, is the fourth season of Survivor's Remorse, starring Tashina Arnold on Stars. Tashina, how you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? <laughs> now, here's the great thing about it is that, is that in real life, you're a single mom. On this episode or this series, which is... a uh, I'm going to tell you, I had Ron Rico Lee on earlier, 
And I'm gonna just tell you because I don't, I don't, I want to make sure you hear what I'm saying about how I love this show. Oh. This show is from an African American standpoint is is one of the best shows I've seen in my life. Okay. Oh wow! Thank you. I'm, I'm, Thank I got to say you. this because it's a dramedy, and I say that because very few shows have the ability. If we want to know what a classic dramedy is. Mash. Mash is one of the all-time great yeah, classic dramedy series yeah. in television history. Well, one minute you're crying, one minute you're taking on the emotional journey, and then the next minute you're laughing, and you're wow. finding every character relate- relatable. And that's what the key of this show is all about. And you play a single mom on this show to M. Chuck and to Cam. And Cam is the basketball superstar who's, who this family migrated down from Boston, Dorchester's their community, to live in Atlanta. So they're coming down. The whole Atlanta is a new experience. I'm just... I'm just I'm just painting the story for them so they won't be lost you when we start really talking about good. it. I need to take you on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I love the show. I, I, I love the show. I tell you so, my wife has cried twice on this show. She cried oh, she cried wow. when Uncle Jew died, you oh, know. That car yeah. accident. Woo! I'm telling you something. Was a sad moment. Oh, and then the and then the hospital scene. Woo! I'm telling you. And then you know, I'm just letting everybody know. I'm not going to go in detail because you need to, as they say, start binge-watching the series this week so you can be ready for the August 20th premiere on Stars. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us about your character, Cassie, who now has a relationship with Shin. Yes, and I'm I'm just going to give you a little backstory. Um, Shin is played by Robert Wu, great actor. He came on, we had a scene together, and the scene that we had together just was so... He just did so well. And I was like, you know what? I really want to delve a little. I want my character to um, delve a little deeper into this relationship because for so long I have not seen on television black women adorned. Right. Truly loved. Right. And I said, you know what? I want him to, you know, truly love her and show his love for her. And what better way than to have a billionaire love you? Right, 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 right. So, um, you know, it's and it's every woman's fantasy to be loved like that. Right. So I said, let's let's do it. And and Michael Malley, the good thing about him is that he uh, he's not executive producer, but every season, mm-hmm. you know, we as actors, we individually sit there and we go in the writers' room. Wow. At the beginning of each season, and we talk about what where we see our characters, mm. we talk about our storyline. So your survivor's remorse is, you know, a, a lot of our input as well. Because, you know, we, we, you know, when you play a character, but for so long, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes a part of you. And, of course, you wanted to see it grow. You want to see, you know, different, you want to experience different things. So that was one of my things with Cassie. But this season, we have <laughs> the amazing Isaiah Washington, who is coming on. And he just comes on and just, whew, Now, he's Cam's father, correct? Yes, he is Cam's father. Okay, and now and that that's how this last season ended when he went to visit him in jail, correct? Uh huh. Okay, cool. Correct. So, so I'm not going to reveal too much. Yeah, you don't want to tell because there's so many different. This year, you're going to see so many different plots and storylines. You'll still see us as a family cohesive, but right. you know, we uh, yeah. We're well, gonna, the, the, the key, the, the thing I liked about I like about the series is first of all. When I was talking to Ron Rico, is the anger because it's a family, you know. You got money now, didn't have money, mm-hmm. kind of a little hoodish, 
Little hoodies. You <laughs> yeah, know. got got to have the hood in you. <laughs> you kind of, and but you, but you, but you respect the, you respect your son. Now you yes. have two children. Uh, let's break down to the, to the listener and to the viewer about your child, M. Chuck, which is short for Mary Charles, mm-hmm. and then Cam, who's the basketball superstar, who was signed to play basketball at the uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. Now, um, they both, uh, as we, we established that, um, I was raped, gang raped, uh, by um, one of them, Chuck. Well, she, you know, she went down that path of finding her father, M. Chuck. And then um, Cam's father, uh, obviously, now is Isaiah Washington. So um, I have two children that are obviously completely different. Right, <laughs> right. But um, who love each other and who, um, who are basically are my life. You know, as with any other, any mother, you know, we make our children our lives. And, you know, I think Cassie does put Cam in a position because he is the money maker. He right. is, you know, but she, he's still her son. And I don't right. think she ever loses sight of that. Uh, so she's always going to give him his her honest opinion. She's never going mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, steer him wrong. Right. Now, her opinion can right. vary. Right, right, right. <laughs> it can be a little different sometimes, but it's because she's been through it, you mm-hmm. know. It's because she's she's overcome a lot of different obstacles. So, mm-hmm. you know, she, she has the right, mm-hmm. as the matriarch of the show as well, to... Um, to, to, to let's just say speak her mind and she has no Cassie has no problem doing it now <laughs> let me ask you this because whenever you do because this is the drama side of the series and when you start getting involved with death scenes and, and still have to be funny and you know because one scene is written sad and the other scene you have to deliver a funny line mm-hmm. to break the ice as an actress how do you build on that how do you create that moment um, you go with the moment. You mm-hmm. believe the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all of us as actors on the show, we all insert a little bit of ourselves. I know mm-hmm. that I do try to with every role that I take so that I will be believable. Mm-hmm. But you insert a little bit of yourself and you try to identify with what's going on in the actual scene. Mm-hmm. And um, we have great writers. So that better believe it. Helps. <laughs> you better believe you got great writers, girl. When you have good writers, Woo! that is always a great combination. So because of our writers and because of, you know, the, our executive producers and because there's such a great vision for this show, and we try to play that vision out as best as possible, it makes it a, a little easier. And, you know, like I said, it, it comes, you know, a lot of it is our own input. Right. So now, it makes the, it a little easier. Well, there's the, some the, the things thing, that are harder to play, in you know, some, you know. You know, uh, being a sitcom writer. And knowing what you have to do, and that's why I just love. First of all, you got to have talent. And when you looked at cast, such a talented, talented cast. When the show came out, the big fanfare was it was LeBron James executive produced. That's what that was the hype on that. And I'm just telling everybody who's listening or who's watching on my Facebook page, and who will hear playback on my iHeartRadio podcast, that this is a show that is incredibly funny, a cast that is very relatable. And the diversity on this show is amazing. And the thing I like about the show is that when I go to M. Chuck, I see an angry young lady, but a beautiful young lady. Uh And she's trying to find herself. She's in a lesbian world. You know, she has a major voice, but she doesn't even know who she is. And the season ends with her trying to find her father. That's how the season, that's that's the season four storyline, correct? 
Yes, well, that's one of them. We got one. a lot of storylines, but yes, that's one of them. Sure. And, and then, and then you have and then the other storyline. Just setting the tone for storylines. Now, Cam, I'm assuming one of his storylines is going to be his relationship with his father. Correct. Most definitely. Yep. I okay. have Two kids pursuing their their past with their father. Okay. Cool. Then, if if the if he's going to pursue his relationship with his father, then once his father Isaiah Washington comes in the world, that means there's going to be some connectivity with you. Correct. Yes, correct, without me telling the storyline. Which means there's <laughs> yes. going to be a problem with the billionaire. Uh, well, you know what? It may, it may not. You ah, never God. know. I'm telling you right now. I'm good. Look, you ain't going to get it out of me. I'm telling you right now. And then you got Reggie and Missy, who plays his wife on the show. Mm-hmm. And Reggie is the cousin who's also the manager, because Missy is so busy trying to make sure he has a career outside of Cam. And Cam's mm-hmm. fighting with that, because guess what? The reason he's hit is because of Kane. Yep. Yep. So you're going to see that relationship dynamic. It's some great I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, Tashina <laughs> Arnold. I am a fan of Survivor's Remorse. <laughs> <laughs> you are real. Listen, you have proven yourself to be a true fan. That's for sure. I'm a fan we because. Love, we, this is what we want people to do. We want you to dissect it. Mm-hmm. We want you to pay attention to those little things. Mm-hmm. We want you to have an opinion. We actually do listen to people that follow us on Twitter and they mm-hmm. give us their opinion on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We pay attention to all of that right. because we want to be able to service everybody. Okay, but we before really we. Do. Before we get out of here, again, let me just tell everybody, I want to talk about the foundation. Before, because we hit on it a little bit in the beginning, but I want to give it the time that it deserves. Now, Survivor's Remorse, the fourth season, premieres this Sunday, August 20th on Stars. Now, if you've never seen an episode of Survivor's Remorse, I'm talking right now to to Sheena Arnold. I have Ron Rico Lee on earlier. A fantastic cast. It's a dramedy. Something that's not on TV right now. An amazing African-American cast with a lot of diversity. That's the great thing about this show. Now, you can binge watch. Just go yeah. to On Demand. <laughs> go to On Demand. Just binge watch. Just just start. Just just get you some water. Get you some Cheetos and start laughing. <laughs> you know, pause on the bathroom breaks and go do your thing. Hilarious. Because you need to be ready for we this Sunday. That a lot of people do binge watch the You show. got to binge watch because it's, it's great. It's not that long. Episodes go by like that because yeah. it's a half hour. It's a half hour. Now, with that being said, I talked earlier about the Lubitsch Foundation. Give me some details of why it's important and how we can, you know, either donate now or participate in any cause that you have in relation in relation in relation to this in the future. Yes. Well, well, I I have my sister and I have an organization called the We Win Foundation. Yes, my ma'am. sister has seven autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. The, the seventh one she was diagnosed with was lupus. Mm-hmm. She asked me to talk about it. I said, you know, once I open my big mouth, there's going to be no stopping. So <laughs> we started talking about it. And, um, you know, we once we, once we started talking about it, we found that so many people were suffering from it. Absolutely. And even if you weren't suffering from it, somebody knew somebody else Absolutely. that was suffering from it. From And it really affected, it's affecting our, our black and Latino women the worst. And and, and even men. And mm-hmm. we uh, So what we've been doing is just talking about it and just teaching everybody to listen to your body. Right. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor. See, my sister had lied dormant for a long time. Mm-hmm. So by the time it was her seventh disease that she was diagnosed with, she told the doctor, well, just give me a pill and let me keep it moving. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it's incurable. Mm-hmm. So that's when we was like, okay, we got to 
really figured this out. Mm-hmm. So once we started talking about it, and we we our our motto is is, is, is the reason why we say we win. That's what my my sister says all the time. Is mm-hmm. because you can, despite your obstacles, despite your illness, mm-hmm. you can get through it. So mm-hmm. we want to take and care take care of people and help them now. You know, we were looking for a cure, but just any sort of relief. If somebody pays your telephone bill, that's one less thing you right. have to think about. Right. You know, so we're just we're we're trying to help people the best way we know how and uh and teach awareness and, and and let's get it from the beginning. Let's let's not wait. Even with prostate cancer and all this stuff, we let's pay attention to our bodies and not be afraid to go to the doctor. Awesome. It's called the uh We Win Foundation dot org. Yes. It's the yes. WeWinFoundation.org. It was started because of a sister, but it benefits everyone. Yes. Please go yes. to this site today, WeWinFoundation.org. It's about lupus. As soon as I saw that part came to me, I immediately sent it to uh, Tracy, Tracy Logan, and she, oh. uh, you know, she said, thank you. It's about, this is what we need. We need people who, who put the word out. Let them know there need, isn't yeah, a cure. we need people like you, and I appreciate it because you know a lot of people when you're not going through it, mm-hmm. most of the time you don't care. You like keep it moving, but until it affects you, that's when you're like, oh, wait a minute, and that's what happened. You know, even with me and my sister, I I took it. You know, I'm thinking, okay, well, she'll be all right. You know, and 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 it really dawned on me. I got a rude awakening when we were going through the airport, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Zanae, come on, hurry up, and she said, I can't untie my shoe. So wow. something as simple as tying your shoe, brushing mm-hmm. your teeth, mm-hmm. it, lupus affects people in so many different ways. So, you know, just be, you know, you're, I'm, a, I'm considered as a caregiver. Right. You know, and, um, you know, even uh, us caregivers, we got to learn how to deal with the people that have lupus and other autoimmune Well, my friend, uh, I got to head you for a half hour. <laughs> uh, we I talked know. about Daytime Divas. Watch it tonight on VH1. Daytime Divas. He plays, she plays the character Mo Evans. Sunday, August 4th on Stars, the fourth season of Survivor's Remorse plays the role of Cassie. She has an organization that's trying to find a cure for lupus. WeWinFoundation.org. She's a mother, you know, single parent. She's doing her thing. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, give some love. Continue to support the one and only Tashina Arnold. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, my friend. We're coming up next. If you want to get in a private jet, I done been in a private jet. If you think a private jet, you can afford to get in a private jet. I'm going to tell you something. It ain't that high. It ain't that high. Don't let the image of the jet landing real Don't let them little small planes scare you. Don't let them scare you. I fly every once in a while. <laughs> but guess what? I'm about to bring a young man on here. That's what he do for a living, and he's African-American. Be right back with more money-making conversation. Thank y'all. Boy, we having a great show. Boy, that's every Monday. I can't wait to be on here on Mondays. Cool. Welcome back to Money-Making Conversations. These planes are called Celebrity and Rich People Air Travel. Private jets. Are they affordable for you? My next, tells, my next guest tells us more about principal jets. What exactly his company does and how you're different from the why they are different from the larger competitors. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the owner of Principal Jets, Charles Robinson. How you doing, Charles? Doing well, doing well, Mr. McDonald. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, man. The first thing 
that it, when they hear the word private jet, and I'm going to just tell you, because it, 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 it's becoming more and more normal to a lot of right. people in travel. You know, it's, people exactly. go, oh, I can't afford that. And I'm not trying to say that everybody can afford it, but when people start flying first class, they and if you fly, if you fly in first class, and a group of y'all are going in the same direction, you pretty much can fly first class. You can fly, go private jet, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It depends on where you're going, how many people you have, and what type of aircraft you're using. But but by all means, you're you're getting pretty close. If you have a group of people flying first class, you can definitely consider uh, flying privately. It's not beyond the realm of expecta- expectations in terms of cost. And I'm going to just tell you this. I'm going to talk a little bit private jet conversation okay. of why, okay. why I like it when I do okay. it. First of all, okay. the plane don't lead till you tell it to leave. Exactly. <laughs> you ain't ever late for the plane, okay? Right. You got that private. You bought that plane private jet. It said one o'clock. You get there at one thirty. It gonna right. still be waiting on you, okay? The plane will be waiting for you. Absolutely. Second, don't right. nobody pat you down. Don't nobody right. pat you down. Nobody going in your underwear. Ain't nobody kicking off your shoes. Ain't nobody touching your head. All that's cool with private jet travel. And the other thing is that. The person sitting across from me, you know him. Exactly. (laughs) You know him. I can't tell you how often I fly. I got somebody an inch away from my skin, and I don't say nothing to him for four hours. Right. Absolutely. That's commercial air travel. Yeah. But you bring up a really good point about the the security and TSA and all of that. Flying privately, that's one of the benefits of flying privately is that you don't have to go through all that. You save time from that and the hassle, so it's a it's a win win in a, in a couple of different areas. So so tell us a little about your background. Okay, um, I'm from a little small town in Mississippi, Meridian, Mississippi. As a matter of fact, I think you were in my hometown not too long ago. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hey, baking yeah. cakes, baking cakes. <laughs> right, good people down there. Uh, graduated from Jackson State, um, mm-hmm. and and in my second year of college, I joined the Air National Guard to help my parents offset some of the costs of my college experience mm-hmm. expenses by. Getting, uh, you know, taking advantage of the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Air Guard, I became a crew chief. I was responsible for uh, these high-performance fighter jets, uh, F-4 Phantoms and then F-16s, mm-hmm. which uh, gave me the opportunity to learn a whole lot about high-performance airplanes. Right. And, uh, and, and here I am. Wait, uh, still the, working in, in this, this is why I like talking to you, because you have a lot, you know, they have NetJets, all these out here. Right. You know, got a lot of, right. lot of companies. I've flown on a lot of different companies. I'm going to tell you something. Right, right. Be very selective on where you get your jet from. Because all exactly. private jets are not created equal. I'm just going to let you know exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. And one of the reasons I say that is that, first of all, I'm talking some, to someone who has flown before. The yeah. average person you talk to, they just salespeople. They right. know nothing about that plane. They never know about hours. And I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm, what I'm trying to do, Charles, I'm trying to simplify it to people because people mm-hmm. need to understand that, you know, if, right. you, if you're going to upgrade in life, if you're going to say, I got some. I want to treat my wife special. Uh-huh. I want to go somewhere else. You can do right. this with a private jet because it's it's fun. It's fun. It's the ultimate mm-hmm. birthday present. It's the ultimate wedding gift. All these things. So how would they go about reaching you and getting engaged in the opportunity to get a private jet? What are, what are the what are the rules and what are the the procedures? The easiest way to do that is to go to my website. It's principaljets.com. It's spelled P R I N C I P A L. JETS.com. Right. Mm-hmm. You go, go to that website. There's a tab on there that says request a quote. Mm-hmm. Real simple. Just click on that and it'll open a splash page and it'll ask you for some pieces of information. If you just type in that information and press send, 
it'll send us an email and we'll have all your details. So we'll follow up with you, give you all the details you need. We'll discuss, you know, what kind of budget you want to stay within, mm-hmm. where you're trying to go, mm-hmm. uh, how many people are flying with you. Do you have any preferences in terms of uh, your catering? Mm-hmm. Will you need ground transportation when you get there or mm-hmm. from your place of origin? Mm-hmm. Do, do you need security? Will you need anyone to travel with you to make sure that, you know, you're safe, depending upon, you know, your profession, that might be something that you need. Right. But that's a, a real clean and simple way of doing it. Uh, just go there and we'll take care of it from there. Well, the amazing thing about it is, like you say, catering. And I'm going to just tell you something. Every time you right. ask for something, a bill comes with it. You know, you can fly the plane. You can get on the plane and not have catering. Don't worry about it. You can fly right. a plane don't have an air steward, a, 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 a flight attendant. That's right. the, the various planes, you know, cost different levels of money. We're not trying to get you on a Beyonce, Jay-Z plane. Okay, we all know. <laughs> That's kind of like a, a, a whole lot of people's price range. Right. We're putting right. on planes that are, that are available, short hops, can go from coast right. to coast, can go to the islands. What are, what are some of the pop? popular destination rentals that you get at least that you get for your planes one of the things that i get more commonly than anything is along the east coast you have a lot of people traveling north and south along right. the east coast from from uh say the miami area up to new york or or the dc area so because of that it's such a busy uh traffic uh route that we're able to offset some of the cost by you know uh just doing true one ways uh, a lot of times people don't understand that when you fly privately, if you if you charter a jet to go from here from point A to point B, yes, sir. In in most cases, you're going to have to pay for that jet to go back to where it came from. Absolutely, ba- based at that location. Mm-hmm. But on the East Coast, since we have so much traffic going up and down the East Coast, we're typically able to accommodate you on a true one way basis because we know if you fly from Miami up to New York, we know nine times out of ten is somebody there's someone else waiting for a jet to go back down to Miami. So Absolutely. we just kind of offset them both that way. Yeah, I get a lot of email uh, notices about that. They call it an open leg. Exactly. Empty legs. Empty legs. Right. Here we go. Empty leg. Right. So that right. means right. that, you know, you get a cheaper way. Now, what are some of the misnomers that you have to fight to get, let everybody understand the brand of private jets, Charles? Yes, yes. Um, uh, how much flying can you let me do for free? <laughs> 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 uh, None. How many hours can you donate to us? Uh, mm-hmm. Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a well known person. So, can you just put my name on your marketing materials and let us fly based on that? Yes. And, and we're we're running a business, and that's just that's just really really hard to justify. Now I never used uh, that. I've never used a well known <laughs> person because I keep telling people you want to make sure the plane you get in goes right. up and lands. So yes, you yes. pay for the quality that you get now. Exactly. But let me let me clarify one thing, though. You mentioned um, the names of some of these larger competitors that yes, we sir. have. Mm-hmm. I want people to know that although we are a smaller company, we're minority-owned, we're also veteran-owned, the planes that we fly are manufactured in the exact same factories as the ones flown by our larger competitors. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, so and they're they're maintained and managed at the same FAA standards that are required to conduct charter operations, but we also go beyond that and ensure that they've received additional audits above what the FAA requires to ensure an, an additional level of safety. So even though we're smaller, you know, don't be fooled by the name and the logo mm-hmm. of the larger competitor because you're paying for that. Mm-hmm. With us, we, we can offer you a more cost-effective option to flying privately. And I'll tell you, me as the, the head of this company, 
Um, I have a really solid background in, in, in aviation safety. Right. Uh, I know what to look for in terms of the records on the aircraft, mm-hmm. maintenance history, and uh, numbers on in terms of uh, air crew. Uh, are they truly capable to fly right. this plane with you in it? So, uh, you know, you'll see once, you know, if you give us a, a chance, whoever the, the, the prospective client is, mm-hmm. you'll be pretty comfortable with the, the option we provide. And we always do a follow-up as well to find out not if you liked it, mm-hmm. but we want to find out what could we have done better, awesome. even still. You awesome. know. What's that website, Charles? Principaljets.com. P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L-J-E-T-S.com. Principal what Jets. I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you back on the show in November because I know okay. that's that's when people start flying heavy in that fall, yes, sir. that East yes, Coast, sir. so we can just right. put the word out again. I know when you're branding or you're marketing, it's never a one-off. You have to keep right. telling people over and over again. And one day they're here and go, oh, yeah, principaljets.com. Let me call them. So, my brother, yes, yes. I appreciate you coming on the show. I know yeah, people probably say, I can't afford it. It's not about what you came for. It's about information. And, Charles, right. exactly. keep doing yes, what sir. you're doing. Um, Thanks so much. I'm going to use your service one day, brother. Well, give me a call. <laughs> I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, thank you. Principal Jets <laughs> on the phone and Skype, my man, Charles Robinson. We'll be back. Own as Oprah Winfrey Network, the music supervisor, Angela Jolivet. Own. Come right back. Money making conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back on Money Making Conversations. Let's get right to it. My next guest, Oprah Winfrey Network. Let's just, just stop right there. Oprah Winfrey Network. She supervises the music for the acclaimed Oprah Winfrey Network. Original series Greenleaf. You know Greenleaf, which stars Keith David, Lynn Whitfield, and Meryl Dandridge. Superstars. Got an album coming out. She's here to talk about it. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Angela Jolivet. How you doing, Angela? Hey, Mr. McDonald. How are you? Oh, love that, Mr. McDonald. I'm getting respect level, girl. I'm getting respect yes. level. Respect yes. level. <laughs> I like to respect my my people. So Good. how are you today? Good. Tell tell us about the Moon Baby Media. Come on, tell us. I'm getting right into it with you. Tell us about that. Well, Moon Baby Media is my new venture. I launched uh, 2017, mm-hmm. and this is a multimedia company where I create content, branded content. Okay. Also, uh, on camera host and music supervisor full time for film and television. And my first client is Miss Winfrey. Okay, Ms. okay, Winfrey. let's slow that down. Let's slow that down because you said it real fast now, and you said a lot of significant things. Now, what exactly is Moon? You launched it in 2017. What exactly is Moon Baby Media? Well, I spent the last decade of my life at the Recording Academy, the Grammy. The Grammys. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I resigned in June uh, of this year, 2017, Mm -hmm. to start my media. So I was the gatekeeper for gospel music Mm -hmm. for a decade, uh, giving out all the awards to everyone in gospel on the Christian CCM side and gospel side. Mm -hmm. And also I oversaw television film. Mm -hmm. So best compilation best score for motion picture television best song written for mm-hmm. so those two worlds colliding multimedia television mm-hmm. film music and gospel mm-hmm. led me to this amazing opportunity on greenleaf this season mm-hmm. but it also led me right out the door to start my own company which is moon baby media and, and that's what this show is about i'm glad you came on the show because see that means you you let's let me use some words and I, like the word safe use it 10 years of Grammys. Grammys is not going anywhere, 
Grammys. Now, you was a senior project manager over there for gospel and television, film, music at the Grammys. But then you said, hey, I see another vision in my life. What made you do that? What made you say, I'm comfortable, but I need to do something else for me? Because I wasn't comfortable. You know, for me, it was always going there and, you know, just really learning, growing. You know, 10 years is a really long time. For me personally, I didn't expect to even be there a whole decade of my life. But, you know, I always say it was a divine appointment, you know, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, above. Mm-hmm. I never set out to do gospel music. You know, right. my background was always hip-hop and R&B and grew up, <laughs> you know, listening to hip-hop from day one. Mm-hmm. But... Now, God had other plans for me, and, you know, he opened that door to the academy to oversee the gospel field. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, that is an organization that is, you know, basically driven a nucleus of this business for music. So every walk of life you're in a face with from engineers, producers, labels, artists, you know, and it's really an organization that can catalyst you mm-hmm. to another place because that's what it was created for. You know, not just for that award show and that Grammy that you see every year. Like, right. this is a peer-to-peer organization. Right. So anyone that's serious about being in the music business on the business level, right. you know, they need to be a member of that type of organization. So for me, you know, I went in there, to, like I said, to learn and grow. And my path was sort of created for me as I was there. Right. But you know, I had to be patient and persistent, but know that there was a bigger picture and opportunity for me down the road, you know, because music has always been something I knew on the business end that I was going to be a huge part of. And I'm still creating that picture and vision of what that looks like in my life, you know, but that was a stepping stone, a piece of the puzzle for me to open the door to the next plateau, which is where I am now as a music supervisor. Now, I'm looking at this, it says, RCA Inspiration and Lionsgate announced that they will release Greenleaf Soundtrack Season 2 coming up September 8th. What is your exact role in that? I'm an album producer, so (laughs) pretty much I, you know, did all the music that you see in the show, on-camera performances. A lot of artists were written into the script this season, like Mm, Andrew Johnson, in the final episode, Jaqueline Carr, a brand new artist, Corinne Harthon on RCA that was on The Voice season eight. So my role in that was basically producing this soundtrack and taking some of the songs that we created on the show or licensed for the show to do a deal with RCA to distribute the album. And basically, I was responsible for putting that track list together on that okay. album. I'm just going to let everybody know, RCA Inspiration. Now, they got all the mega gospel artists there. Donnie McClurkin, Israel Horton, Marvin Sapp. Leandra Johnson. I'm telling you, so so they they where they supposed to be in distribution. All the heavy hitters, huh? All the heavy hitters. In All the heavy hitters. Now this is RCA Inspiration and Lionsgate. Now the beauty of this is that when I'm looking at this, uh, looking at some of the artists on there, the, the one artist that jumps out to me, I know Kirk Franklin, but Mavis Staples. Mm-hmm. That's Oprah's favorite. No. Oprah's How was it working with her? Well, this was actually a remix we did of her song that right. was in season one. Mm-hmm. So this was a song that we just had some producers come in and oh wow, so you just did shine it up, give it a new sound. So I mean, the, the incredible voice. Uh, you know, I saw her documentary, and you know, when she talked about old the whole journey from Bob Dylan to now, just an amazing person. Now, some of the artists. Now, did you do any any studio work with any of these artists, or they just did the art? They just did supply the songs for the CD. Well, we have a music producer, Matt Head, in Atlanta, so mm-hmm. we worked close together where he created a lot of original content as well for the show. So, Ja'Kalen Carr, the song that she recorded, Hold Me Close, on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. basically uh, Deborah Joy Winans, you know, one of the lead actresses on the show, she right. performed the song on the show, 
But my idea was, you know, to have Ja'Kalen basically go in and record the song so we can actually release it as a single by a major artist. So that's how that ended up on the soundtrack outside of the show with Ja'Kalen singing that. So things like that happen where we have an idea, we're working together, we have right. it in the show, and then I come in right. as creative and say, let's have Ja'Kalen, who's an amazing young voice and talent, come in. She cameoed in one of the episodes. Right. We have her now re-record the song for the soundtrack so we can also release it as a single. Wow. So September 8th is when it com- when it's released, but you can't pre-order. How can they pre-order them, Angela? You can go to iTunes and Amazon and anywhere music is sold and pre-order now and get a sneak peek of the soundtrack. And we'll be back on air actually tomorrow, uh, April 15th and 16th for a two-night mid-season premiere. There's eight more episodes. You'll see the season and it's going to get juicy. So make I'm, sure I'm going to tell you something. I just can just shut up because you know what you're doing. And that's a, that's a special gift. You're a talented young lady, not only with music, but able to sell your product and build your brand and get the word out. I want to thank you for coming on my show. No, thank you for having me. And, you know, I, I love what you're doing. So it's so great to finally connect with you. And definitely make sure you check out my soundtrack. I'm I, what I'm going to do is not, not only that, I'm going to check out. How can I check out Moon Baby Media before we go? How can I, how can I access that? MoonBabyMedia.com is the website in development, and you can follow me on social at DJ Moon Baby, DJ Moon, like in the sky, baby, B-A-B-Y, on all social. And they can also follow you on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Angela Jolivet. And there you go. That's why I'm That's why i at LinkedIn, too. Now, don't, don't slip on LinkedIn now. That's the right place to be. That's a tool right there, important tool. No, but definitely, you know, I appreciate everyone. Make sure you... Continue to follow me. I have a lot of amazing projects in the works, and I just love creating platforms for artists and amazing music. And just keep watching me. So. Okay, what we're going to do is, how about November, you coming back on the show? Deal. It's done. It's done. Yeah. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, Moon Baby Media, the second season, Greenleaf, Sound, Greenleaf Soundtrack is coming out. You can pre-order. Go to Amazon, iTunes. You can pre-order right now. Or September 8th, you can get it in, too. But ladies and gentlemen, I've been on air all day long. Please, thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversations. Next week, it's a funny one. It's a funny one. Some more. Comedian some more. Comedian Earthquake next week. And also remember, September 16th, Sickle Cell 5K Run. Sickle Cell 5K Run. Go to KYNDRadio.com to register right now. We're trying to find a cure. We're trying to bring awareness. Again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to Money Making Conversation. This has been your host, Rashawn McDonald. Thank you.